0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. God's people, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. I'm like David. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Let's stand those of us that are here in the building. Open our Bible or our electronic device to Psalm 37, verse 23. We're going to talk a little bit about spiritual warfare. It's going to be really good. Psalm 37 and verse 23. Again, bless you. Good to see you. Text someone. Tell them, tune in word is going forth. It's for you. You need it. We need it. All right. Psalm 37, 23. Let's read it out loud together. Ready, begin. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence, to sit under your word, to sit under your anointing to be changed, transformed, built up, strengthened, that we might be more successful in this hour, building your kingdom. I thank you for a particular anointing necessary to deliver this word. Anoint ears of your people to hear, their hearts to receive, so you can get the precious fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bless you. You may be seated. So I'm going to talk tonight or begin a series of messages, teachings tonight, titled, The Way of the Warrior. The Way of the Warrior. That might sound a little interesting to you. But this word here, the scripture, Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man, that that those words, good man, literally in Hebrew means warrior. It means mighty man. It means strong man. It's gabur. That's what gabur means. It's a strong man, a mighty man, a warrior. So, what the scripture says is the steps of a warrior are ordered by the Lord. Hmm. And he delights in his way. Steps here is defined as way goings, or to march, or your path in life. So what the psalm writer is telling us is that warriors' steps are directed by God. The steps, the way, the path of a warrior is ordered, organized, established by God. And he delights in his lifestyle. <laughs> you know, when we got born again, we became soldiers in the army of the Lord. I wonder how many of us know that. We used to sing those songs growing up as a kid. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier. But, but, but I don't hear those songs like that today. So I wonder how many How many saints realize not only are you a child of God, a pastor, an elder, a church member, but you're also a soldier. Look at someone and tell them you're a soldier in God's kingdom. Now, that's why we need these kind of teachings, because we have to see ourselves the way the scripture sees us. Because if we don't see ourselves the way God says we are, we won't behave that way. And if you ever, if the world ever, if we ever needed more soldiers in the kingdom, we need them now. We, we don't need a bunch of civilians. We, we need soldiers out here fighting to expand God's kingdom and to protect God's inheritance. So the steps of a soldier a warrior are established, ordered, directed by God. Therefore, God delights. He loves how they live. So we must understand, begin to learn more and more about the way of the warrior. Hmm. A warrior, again, is a soldier. They wage war. Notice the words I'm using. Soldiers wage war. They don't play at war. They don't practice war. They wage war. War is their profession. See, this is why it's important to understand why you're so challenged. And it'll help you change your prayer life because when you realize you're a warrior, and that you wage war, <laughs> you don't say, God, I just came out of something. Why am I going through something else? Because you're a warrior. Can you say amen? amen? We go from one fight to another. I, I notice don't make you happy right now. It's going before it's over. What you're going to be happy? But we wage war. We are professional. Soldiers, we, we need to think like professional soldiers that remain engaged in conflict with the enemy. We, there's never going to be a time, and if it is, it's a very short space of time, when you and I are not engaged in conflict with an enemy. I'm going to say it again. There will be very short spaces of time, depending upon your calling and your ranking and your anointing, that you will not be engaged in conflict with an enemy. Most of the time you're going to have enemy after enemy after enemy. And if you're a good soldier. You might be special forces, we may call you for some special duty. It's quiet, it's quiet, it's quiet. Psalm 119, 133 says, Order my steps in your word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Don't let any enemy have any influence over me in any way, shape, or form. Establish my life in your word. This is very important. So I've got oh, about four questions to ask you. Write them down, please. What are you fighting for? What are you right now? Right now, What are you fighting for right this very moment? Are you fighting for your marriage, your family, your health, your finances, your job, your business? Maybe maybe all the above. But what is the main fight? What is the big one? <laughs> what are you fighting for right now? Second question is the same, similar, but a little different. What wars are you engaged in? What wars are you engaged in? It's a little different. I explained it to you. What wars are you engaged in? See, there's a difference between a fight, a battle, a skirmish. And a war. Wars last a long time. Wars can last a long time. Some of you just got out of a skirmish or a battle. Some of you are in a war. You've been fighting this thing, this enemy for a long time. But somebody say, but that's okay. I'm built for this. I'm getting myself happy. God says, I never will put more on you than you're able to bear. So if you're in a war, you can handle it. Next question. I'll leave it at three. What enemy are you fighting that must be defeated? Mm -hmm. What enemy are you fighting right now? The reason you know you can't quit because you've got to defeat this enemy. It cannot continue to fight your generation or your children or your grandchildren. You got to defeat this. This is why we have to think like warriors and not just good church members. Because there are some enemies you have to defeat. You have to defeat them. You can't let it survive, you can't let that enemy continue down the bloodline. Because, truth be told, it almost got you. So, here's the three questions, real quickly again. What are you fighting for right now? What are you fighting for right now? What are you fighting for? You should be fighting for something. And then, number two, what wars are you engaged in long term? And then the third question: What enemy are you fighting that must be defeated? You got to whoop this thing. Look at somebody next to you. I got to whoop this thing. I'm going to whoop it too. Tell them I'm going to whoop it too. I'm going to whoop it. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to defeat it. I will not be defeated by what got my father, my grandfather. I will not be defeated. I'm going to defeat this enemy because I am a warrior and I know the ways of a warrior. And I'm not afraid of warfare. I'm not afraid of warfare. You know, David, King David, saw himself as a worshiper and a warrior. That's how we have to see ourselves we have to see ourselves as worshipers and warriors. That means with the same hands you lift up, you choke a devil out of a person. Well, maybe you don't choke a devil out of them. Cast the devil out of them. Lay hands on the sick. The same hands you use to worship are the same hands you use to defeat the enemy because you're a worshiper and a warrior. You know, I, I remember this, this particular teaching or philosophy that came along, I don't know, maybe it was the 90s uh, during <laughs> that, <laughs> that time of parenting where, you know, it's, well, we, you're supposed to do timeout. You don't hit your child with the same hand you feed them. I'm like, no, that's exactly what you need to do so they know the same hand that feeds you David was a worshiper and a warrior. He he, he understood what it took to worship God, and he understood what it took to defeat God's enemies. I believe some saints are imbalanced. You love to worship, but you don't like to fight. You don't pray. You don't fast. You don't make declarations. You don't. Come against the enemy. You just don't want no trouble. You just want to go along, be blessed. But you're a warrior. Say it with me. I I am a warrior. See, in many cultures, in fact, most cultures, warriors or the warriors are the heroes of the culture. Yeah, the warriors, are the hero. They're the ones that get all the acclimate. They, they're the ones that get all the attention. They get all the praise because they're the ones willing to do what the average person won't do. Warriors are heroes. Do you know you're somebody's hero? Or let me say it this way. You should be somebody's hero. We saints should be someone's hero. Here's something real simple, but you won't forget it. Uh, uh, This blesses me. What what we should be um, in the habit of hearing uh, said to us is this particular phrase, this particular phrase, write it down. I thank God for you. You you, you and I should hear that regularly. I thank God for you. You you know what that phrase means when someone when when someone says it to you, particularly another believer. It means the anointing on your life has helped me. Something some advice you gave me rescued me. The prayer you prayed got me out of that. Your counsel brought me. I thank God for you. That's what we should be hearing on a regular, because that means God is using you to help somebody. That means God is setting you up to be the hero for some other people so they can learn how to be heroes for others. Because just as surely as you hear, I thank God for you. You need to be helping other people so they can say, thank God for them, too. Do people thank God for you? Or do they have to go to God about you? Acts ten thirty eight. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power because he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. In other words, everywhere Jesus went, he kept hearing, I thank God for you. Everywhere he went, I thank God for you, Jesus. The anointing on your life set me free. Something about you changed my, I thank God for you. That's what warriors and heroes do. These are the ways of the warrior. Jesus went through life helping people. He was beneficial. Doing good, that means beneficial. Jesus did things that benefited people. We should be beneficial everywhere we are, everywhere we go, where we work, where we live, where we visit. We should be beneficial. You see, warriors don't enter our lives for fun and games. (laughs) They don't come in our lives for photo ops and likes on social media. Neither does God train us to be warriors for any of those reasons. Some of you, like myself, have been through the military armed forces, one of the branches, you know how much money the government spends to train you. They don't spend that money on you for you to become a dud. They'll put you out. Because we're we're being trained to protect the nation. It's the same way with the saints and the kingdom. We come to church to be trained on how to build God's kingdom and protect it. And it seems to me in these last days that the latter part of that is escaping the minds of a lot of believers. We're not protecting the kingdom. We're not protecting good churches. We're not protecting good pastors. We're not protecting good members. We're not protecting one another. That's why there's too much sickness and disease and lack and poverty and depression, because we don't understand the ways of a warrior. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. Calm down. Four more questions that I'll probably get around to answering. And of course, I could do this. I could have done it in a systematic way. In fact, I tried to do it that way, like I try to teach. But Holy Ghost wouldn't let me. So, it's going to be just like parables and mysteries. I'm going to explain all these things. You have to get it yourself. So, here's the first one. The first thing you need to know, or one of the first things you need to know as a warrior is who is my opponent? Who are you fighting? (laughs) Who are you fighting? Because knowing who you're fighting will indicate why. We got some people in the church, you fighting demons that you don't even need to fight. They ain't even bothering you. Matter of fact, you fight another believer. You ain't even fighting a demon. Why would you use your anointing on another believer? Why would you use your gift of prophecy to prophesy doom on another saint? Second question, what training is needed? Because knowing who your opponent or your enemy is will also determine the type of training you need. You know, MMA is really big now. It's bigger than boxing Boxing used to be really big in this country. So MMA, mixed martial arts, you know, they got boxing, Muay Thai, kick, wrestling, they, all different types of forms of combat. So when you fight someone in MMA, you need to know, are they gr- good at ground and pound? You need to know, OK, I need to study ground and pound because if he get me down, he's going to take me out. So you need to know who your enemy is so you know what training you need. Because if you don't know your opponent or your enemy, you won't know what training you need. So consequently, I can guarantee you this, you're ill-equipped to win. If you don't know what training you need and you're in several skirmishes and a few wars, I guarantee you there's a couple of them you're losing. Because you don't know the ways of a warrior, you're not going to win if you aren't trained to win. It's not possible. Get your emotion out of it. Listen, oh God, this is another area. God's gonna help me because I want to be real bishopy and gracious when I talk about this because it's a it's a hot button issue with, with me for years. With these saints that just throw grace on so much, you'd be lying. Oh, you just, how you doing? I'm doing good. No, you ain't. You've been like that for 20 years. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to stop telling you, you blessed. The enemy is whooping you in that area. Ain't nobody told you. We got these sanctified lies we'd be telling each other. I wish you could see how you're looking at me. Has this man really been gone a month? Number three. Number three. We need to know. I'm going to spend a good deal of time on this. This is very important. What are the rules? R-O-E. The rules of engagement. Every contest Every battle has rules of engagement. In other words, they have things you can and things you cannot do. Every war, there are established rules of engagement. You can't just do anything to defeat your enemy. If we don't know, The rules of engagement. We will fight illegally. Wow. And then finally. What's the reward? What do we get? For fighting and winning. You need to know that. You're just saying in this church it's because you like the pews and the people sitting next to you. You're not just praying and fasting and fighting devils just because you don't like devils. There's a reward for this. You and I need to know what it is. You know why? Here's one of the main reasons. Write this down, please. One of the main reasons you and I need to know what our reward is for being warriors is because when you realize what the reward is, you then can determine whether it's worth it or not. Because when you know that it's worth the fight, you'll stay in it. If you don't think it's worth the reward, you'll quit. And I say, I say, dare I say There's at least five to seven people I can think of right now in my mind. In this ministry, you ready to quit. Because you don't see the proper reward for your labor. I may go to you, I may not. But 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 you need to understand the way of a warrior so that you can endure hardness as a good soldier, you can uh, hallelujah, you cannot endure until you understand the reward for your endurance. You don't stay in a church because the reward is eldership, leadership. Again, 2 Timothy 2, 3, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. If we're soldiers, then we have to learn to endure. I remember this just hit my mind. I remember being in basic training back in 82 in the army. And um, I was in, uh, I was in, uh, I was in South Carolina and I remember we went on this 25 mile march and I was a squad leader. And of course, they train you. You know, you got to keep socks with you and you keep them dry and all that. So I had I had changed all my socks. We were marching through water and ice, got cold that, that winter. I remember my feet were so cold. i would never been that cold before in my life. I felt like I, I couldn't feel anything but my ankles. I felt like I was walking on my ankles. My feet were just that numb. And I'm like, man, I got frostbite. They're going to have to cut my toes. I was going all kinds of stuff going through my mind. I'm like, man, I ain't going to have no feet. I'm going to go home with no feet. But I didn't quit because I had people watching, marching behind me. And I understood the impact it would have on them if their leader quit. So I endured until I got back to the barracks And literally peeled those socks off my feet and saw my toes that turned blue and all kind of, but thank God none of them were needed to be removed. I say that to say, you don't know what you can take until you take it. In other words, there's some things the devil is telling you, you're not going to make it through right now. You need to just turn around, look him in the face and say, you're a lying devil. I can endure this because God never puts more on me than I'm able to bear. And by the way, this is the way of a warrior. I am a warrior. I'm not just a worshiper and a crier in church. I'm a fighter. I'm a warrior. You don't know who you are fooling with. Paul tells his spiritual son, Timothy, you must endure hardship, bro. Let me tell you something. You're going to have to endure hardships, hard times, troubles, afflictions. Why? Because you're a soldier. Look at someone next to you and say, I'm a soldier. And he says, a good soldier. So uh, we can plainly ascertain if there's <laughs> such a thing as a good soldier, there must be some bad ones. Bad ones then can't endure anything. They complain all the time. Ooh, I knew it was going to get quiet. I knew your neck was going to get stiff. Bad soldiers complain all the time. Food ain't hot enough, food ain't on time. But this is war. This ain't the cooking network. I remember we used to have to march and shoot an azimuth and, oh, the child's going to be over there. You have to march two miles over there. Oh, it's not going to be over. It's going to be over there. shooting. another and you tired, but you got to follow that food. It does no good to complain. You're hungry. We have to learn how to stop complaining. God's going to take care of you. Somebody shout God's going to take care of me. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to act like a soldier. I'm going to learn the ways of a warrior and realize everything is not going to be smooth all the time. But David said, I've been young and now I'm old. Mm. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor God's seed begging bread. Bad soldiers are weak soldiers. Weak soldiers, (laughs) they won't stay (laughs) where they're ordered to stay. It's called (laughs) absent without leave. AOL. Or A W O L rather. AOL is the internet thing. Yeah, bad soldiers just feel like, you know what? I'm tired of standing here. I'm tired of guarding this. <laughs> I want to go to the mall. They leave their area of responsibility and go where they want to go. Leaving the kingdom or at least that area of vulnerable <coughs> what have you left vulnerable lately where 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 have you supposed to been that you left that God didn't tell you to leave James 1:12 I'm almost finished I'm almost finished James 1:12 Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Blessed, happy, prosperous, fortunate, well off is the warrior that endures temptation. First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, be steadfast, be be dependable. If you say you're going to be somewhere, then you need to be the kind of person they're going to be there. Be steadfast, unmovable and, and be be the kind of person once you get there, nobody can talk you out of leaving. It doesn't make any sense and it doesn't do much good for you to show up and then you're gone five minutes later because somebody texts you. Well, I showed up. I was there. Yeah, but you ain't here now, bro. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, always adding to the work of the Lord, always building up the work of the Lord. Don't take things away from what God is doing, add to what God is doing. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, warrior, your labor is not in vain, you warrior. Sun Tzu, in his famous The Art of War, (coughs) read by armies and corporate America (laughs) at large, said to be steadfast and unmovable, is to excel at building the kingdom. Well, actually, he says uh, the way of war, excuse me, he actually says the way of war or the path of war is easiest. Let me say it again now. Sun Tzu, author of The Art of War, says the way of war or the path of war is easiest when all parties are united in the cause. If we all know who our enemy is, And we all agree he got to come down. And we all say we're not going to stop until we get the victory. It becomes easy to defeat that enemy. But today it's challenging to church because you got so many now that don't understand the way of the warrior. Because let's just say they're right around my age. And when they got saved about 30, 40 years ago, it was pretty clear that men don't marry men and women don't marry women. That was an enemy of the kingdom. It's easy to fight that enemy. Well, now you got some folk that ain't so sure because your sweet cousin that you went to school with is gay. And I like him. Ain't nothing wrong with him. Look at how y'all look at me. All of a sudden, now we got a problem fighting against the spirit of perversion and homosexuality because we don't agree that it's an enemy. Oh, we're going to talk about the way of the warrior. Amos. Three and three. Can two walk together? (laughs) Can two walk together? Except they be in agreement. We might start our walking good. But if we're not in agreement about the important things, core values, we're not going to stay together long. We're not going to walk together long. Let me say it another way. Let me say it another way. If you're walking together because you cute. ooh, I like your hair. ooh, I like your shoes. You ain't going to walk together long. (laughs) It's carnal. It's emotional. It's about foolishness. So we need to be straight up, sincere and honest with ourselves and other believers. Who is the enemy? Who are we fighting? Why do we come together fasting and praying? These are the ways of the warrior. Because warriors don't play. Not going kind of to be playing. My, my life is at stake. And so is yours. Can two move forward if they have a different agenda? Can two fight together if they see different enemies? Proverbs 30. And three. Hmm. Strive not with a man without cause. If he's done, you no evil. Why are you fighting that man? you ever heard somebody just say, I don't know, I just don't like how they look. Isn't that silly? I mean, you don't even know the person, I just don't like how they look. That's not the ways of a warrior. Proverbs 3 says, don't fight, don't wage war with someone who's not done you any evil ask yourself, have they done me any evil? Then I don't need to fight them. That is, again, one of the, I believe, as I've been pastoring for, by the grace of God, over 25 years, me and Pastor Deborah, that's one of the biggest things I see the enemy doing, God's saints fighting each other. Tell somebody I'm not your enemy. Look at me real good. I don't look nothing like no enemy. Certainly don't look like no demon. Why are you fighting me? Why are you resisting me? See, the way of a warrior, when we gain our wisdom and our understanding, as we mature, we realize there's a a specific way to wage war. Write that down. There's a specific way we wage war. The most technical fighters are typically the best fighters. I said it again. The most technical fighters are typically the best fighters. You know, in, 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 in sports, is another way they, they term that, they phrase that. The most fundamental player is the best player. The guy with all the flash. <laughs> you you can beat him pretty easy. But the person that's technically sound, fundamentally solid, understands the basic rules and principles of the game, they're difficult to defeat. And it's the same way in the kingdom. You can't come to church and just be wailing and flailing and speaking and like you in the bath. Just what, what tongues do you know what tongues are? Do you understand tongues? You need to understand what you're doing spiritually. You need to have some technical knowledge of it so it can benefit you and I and all of us when we come together and wage war. Do we know how to pray and fast? Do we know how to pray scripture? We have to be more technical so we can be more effective. And we have to be willing to sit down long enough for someone to teach us. Last two scriptures for today. Second Timothy chapter two, verse five. Turn there, please. Second Timothy two, five. And <clears throat> I already told you that I would probably spend a lot of time here because. This is where I'm really led. This is this is where I'm led to really address. Second Timothy two five. And if a man also strives for masteries, yet he is not crowned, except he strives lawfully. All Paul is telling Timothy is this. And he's again, he's using athletics. He says, anybody that gets into a contest has to obey the rules of the contest. Or else if you get in the contest and you win, but you broke a rule, you won't get the crown. You gotta learn the rules of engagement. Some of my old school friends, we kind of laugh about the new NBA, Don't get don't get mad at me. They can travel and jump and carry and palm and I'm like, that ain't basketball. If I, if I, 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 could, I could be a millionaire if I could do all that. We had to keep our hand pretty much on top of the ball. <laughs> Luca. <laughs> anyway, so so. We have to know the rules of engagement or else if we participate and think we win and Jesus comes along and says, depart from me. I never knew you. You weren't playing by the rules. You don't get a reward. You don't get a crown of righteousness. You don't get to go to heaven because you were playing by your own rules. Listen, my brothers and my, my God in heaven, listen to me. We can no longer continue to come to church and play by our own rules. We all have to play by the same rules. Fornication is the same for me as it is for you. Adultery is the same for me as it is for you. The preacher don't get no pass. If a man strives for masteries, He's not crowned, except he does it lawfully. you got to play by the rules. So my brothers and my sisters, that means we need to know what they are. What does God say is right? What does God say is wrong? What does God say is sin? What does God say is we need to know what it is. And you need a pastor that will tell you because you don't want to sit up in a church for 20 years and think you're going to heaven and the man of God led you to hell. Because you just want a smooth, nice Sunday message with a joke in the front and a joke at the end. Last scripture, and I'm finished for tonight. First Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. My God in heaven. Paul speaking again. He says, don't you realize. Whoo, this is so powerful that everyone who runs in a race runs to win but only one runner gets the prize. He says, run like them so you can win. Have you ever seen a race? Sure you have. Television, in the street, maybe it was you. Maybe it was your kid, grandkid. When two or more people race, the finish line is never behind them. Everyone running knows where the finish line is. If you don't know where the finish line is, it's impossible to win. I don't care how fast you are. The finish line is an example of understanding the rules. I'm running this far in that direction, and that's the finish line. So when I run, I'm running to win. I'm running to win. So, my brothers and sisters, the question then is: Are you running to win, or are you just running because you're running from somebody, and you ran up in here until we find you out, and you run somewhere else? Verse twenty-five, last verse, First Corinthians six nine twenty-five. Everyone who enters an athletic contest goes into strict training. Listen, I'm going to say more about this Sunday. You know, it has been said over and over again that uh, the the great LeBron James spends over a million dollars on his body. So he can play basketball. So we all can enjoy the greatness of him on the court. He spends that kind of money so he could last a long time. You know, this month I was off and I said, you know what? I should have did this before. I should have cared more about my body for your sake. I'm spending so much money on my body now I just, I never would have thought that it would come to this. But because I need my body as a warrior, if LeBron can spend a million to play basketball, I can spend thousands to preach the gospel. But first, I had to learn the ways of a warrior. I had to learn how important it is to wage war and why I'm called to do it and why the enemies that are before us, we must not let them rest. You and I stand on your feet, please. You and I cannot let the enemies that are around us rest. Come on, lift your hands in this place. Lift your hands in this place. Hallelujah. Instead of us letting our enemies wear us out, make us tired, keep us from sleeping, keep us from eating right, you need to turn that around as a warrior. I'm going to keep you awake. I'm going to bug you. I'm going to pressure you. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop calling on the name of the Lord. I'm not going to stop saying this sickness will not stay in my body. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. God lives on the inside of me. I don't care what I feel like, what I look like, and what the doctors are saying. I will be healed. Jehovah Rapha is my God. By his stripes, I am healed. Trouble your trouble. Trouble, your trouble. If people go into strict training for athletics, what kind of strict training must we warriors take ourselves through from time to time? Lift your hands, please. Don't get tired. This is part of your training. Lift your hands in the sanctuary. What kind of training is required right now in your life for the enemies that are fighting you? What kind of training is required for your life right now for the battles that you're fighting? What kind of training, what rules of engagement must you learn? Maybe it's time for you to learn some new rules. Maybe the battle you're in now, it's time for you to learn something different. You cannot fight an old enemy, a new enemy rather, with the old tricks the old tactics. It's time for you to learn something new. If it ain't working, it ain't working. Don't be lazy. Be willing to make the change. Because, my brother, my sister, there's some enemies. We cannot leave for our children to fight. That is not the way of the warrior. Why don't you just begin to pray real good? Pray real good. If you know your tongues, if you know your prayer language, pray right now in your prayer. But pray right now. Just begin to call on the name of the Lord. God, give us new strategies. Give us new strategies. God, renew our minds. Don't let us continue just going through the motions, doing the same thing over and over. Oh, God, renew us, refresh us in the name of your son, Jesus. Fall on us, Holy Ghost. Show us the new thing that you want us to do. Show us the new strategy that you have for us. Show us an old strategy, hallelujah, that we may be abandoned that's still effective today. Show us how to get the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Increase our faith. Do what needs to be done so we can be warriors whose ways please you who delights in you and you delight in us. My God, somebody has made up their mind, they're not running anymore from the fight. You too old. You didn't ran from this five times already. You're not running from this. You're not running from this. You ran here and the buck stops here. Somebody needs to step out into the aisle, even on that word right there. I ran in here, and the buck stops here. Here is where I'm going to learn how to get the victory. Here is where I'm going to learn how to worship and be a warrior. Here is where God is going to use me to get the victory. Here is where God is going to get the glory, because I'm going to defeat this enemy that has plagued my family for generations right now. It stops. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. Put your sanctified hands together, if you would, and give him praise. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.